Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Hey, can I just say, uh, church, before I get started, I um, for the, for those some of you know this, some of you don't know this. Uh, I was I was uh, raised. Uh, in, in, a, in an awesome family, uh, Christian family, uh, we were raised, planted in the house of God, in the church. And, uh, and this evening, we are, we are kicking off our, our night services. Um, can, I, can I just say um, to all of you, can I just say to parents, can I just say to, to people, I was, I was brought up and we were in church twice on a Sunday, every week, regardless. And, and I grew up, and I, I have memories, some of my youngest memories in church, uh, of turning up to an evening service with a sleeping bag under my arm and falling asleep under the pews. Is there anybody else who knows that feeling? I, this, this, was the, this was the reality of, uh, of my childhood. This is, this, we grew up in the house of God. And, and I want to tell you that as I hit my teenage years, as I hit my teenage years, we would be off doing all sorts. <laughs> but there was one thing that was ingrained in us, that on, on Sunday we were in church. And the one thing that held me and connected me and kept me going was that on Sunday I would be in church. We would be off doing whatever on Saturday, Sunday I was in church. Because it was something that was ingrained from my parents. And now with, now with our kids, my kids... It's, it's the same. We, we grow up in the house of God. Come on, I just encourage you to come tonight. Uh, it's going to be great. We're really believing that these uh, night services are going to be encounter nights. Uh, we're believing that the power of God's going to be here heavily. If you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, turn up in the evening. Uh, we're believing that, that the Spirit of God is going to really fill and stir people in these evenings. They're going to believe. Are they going to be able to leave and, and smash their weeks? <laughs> Because they're full of the Holy Spirit. Is that awesome? That's awesome. Hey, we're in, the, uh, in this, um, this month of uh, the humble parable. And, and, and for those of you who haven't been here yet, and, and for those of you who don't know, um, the, parable is, the parables are just Jesus telling a story. He's got this really good way of ex- explaining, uh, explaining a point with a picture. And, and the way I read these parables is it's just Jesus painting a picture for me so I can see it. I don't just hear it, but I can see it. I don't just read words on a, on a, on a page, but I see what Jesus is trying to say. And, um, and we've had a really awesome month, and we're, we're coming to a close. But, uh, but this morning I want to share with you about the parable of the mustard seed. We can find this in, in Mark, the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 30. It's going to come up on the screens. If you don't have your Bibles, that's okay. It's on the screen. Jesus said, how can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate this? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground, the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. And it grows long branches, and birds can make nests in its shade. Now, I, uh, I grew up uh, in, 
in the west of Auckland. I grew up by the coast. I, um, I from the age of 12 or 13, I developed this, this passion for surfing. And, um, and, and my, parents, uh, my parents are not at all like beach people. They hate the beach. Like my mum and dad, they, they hate the sand. Uh, they're terrified of letting us in the west coast water with the rips and the waves. And, and so I thank God that I had some uh, older leaders in, in my world that surfed so my mum and dad would release me. But uh, so, I, so I grew up surfing. And, in, and in, in the surf culture, I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but there's a term called the groms or... Or another, another word, is, it's grommets, not the things that go in your ears. But, so, so, so for those of you who haven't heard that, a, a grom or a grommet is like, it's like the junior. There's, there's, like a, there's like a hierarchy within the surf culture. There's, there's like the old boys who generally drive the cars to the beach. And then there's the groms who fill up the back seat and don't pay any petrol. That... <laughs> So, so there's like this, there's like this hierarchy, in it, and it and it goes on. So, so when when you arrive at the beach and you're a grom, you can expect that that someone's going to probably grab the leash of their surfboard and, and whip you a few times. Your your towel while you're getting changed, your towel will probably get stolen and thrown away. So these are the kind of things that as a grom you go through. Also, when you're in the surf and you're and you're out the back there this hierarchy comes into play so when the good waves come through the 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 groms have to submit to the old boys you you got to you got to do your time and you wait your turn and and all of this and 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 then on the other hand there's this thing where the the old boys have a bit of a responsibility to stir the groms and and kind of encourage them and and pump them up and 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 I can vividly remember one time where I was I was, I was young, I was maybe 14 or 15, and we were taken out to the west coast of Auckland, and it was, uh, it was a big day. The surf was big, and it was one of those times where, um, where, where I've, I've paddled out to go surfing, and it's been beyond my limits. And, uh, and, and that was fine, and I was just kind of calming myself and, and, and praying in tongues heavily. And... Uh, <laughs> And, and all of a sudden, I can remember this, this, this big set wave coming through, and, it was, and, and I was in the perfect position. And, um, and I'd, I'd 100% made the choice that I was just going to paddle over this thing. And I was not going to catch this wave, I was going to paddle over it because it was too terrifying, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. But, but all of a sudden, I hear these words from, from, from just inside, and it's, a few of the old boys, and they're yelling my name. And they're yelling my name, and they're calling me into this thing. Hello, the paddle, paddle. And so as a, as a grom, I had to respond to the hierarchy. And, 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 and so I had to, to quickly spin around, make a couple of paddles, and it didn't go well. <laughs> it still would remain as one of the, the heaviest wipeouts that I've had. And in fact, in fact, my, the, the leash that attaps, attaches the surfboard to my leg uh, snapped completely, and I spent the next 45 minutes trying to get to shore. But it was good. <laughs> it was good. I was making memories. 
for making memories. Um, but, 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 I, but I tell you this, so, so I was this young, I was this young, young boy uh, who, who, who thought I was just uh, scoring a, a free ride out to the surf uh, with, these, with these old boys. Uh, but the, little did I know, at that age of, of 13, 14, 15, little did I know that, that these old boys uh, who happened to be from our church, they weren't just a free ride to the beach. That these, boy, these old boys were actually discipling me. The, these old boys were there, were, there was times where, where we would travel to go find the waves and, and there would be an hour or two hours and those car rides would be filled with questions, they'd be filled with encouragement. The, these, little did I know that, that, that these, these guys were, were stirring me, they were teaching me, they were, they were, they were firing me up and encouraging me. And it wasn't until years later that all of a sudden it clicked. And I'm like, man, they weren't just a free ride. <laughs> now, I'm still, I'm still good friends with, with many of these guys today. And they're, 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 they're still um, they're doing awesome things in the, in the kingdom of God. And, uh, and it's really exciting. And it's, and it, it's really, a, like a, for me, it's a clear picture of what discipleship should look like. I believe God's saying in this parable that he's des- he's describing this picture of discipleship see who would have thought that a couple of older guys who had a passion for surfing and and a car could could disciple a whole group of people who who would have thought that that someone with something so small and maybe insignificant could could do something of great significance and I can look right now through the, the back seat of that car and those young fellas that filled up that back seat who were crammed in with surfboards jamming in the side of their head and just stuffed in there. I can look at that back seat now and, and say that all of those dudes in the back seat are serving God. Serving God. Just because a couple of guys decided to sow what they had. They decided to sow what they had. In this story, we see this, this, this great illustration of of a mustard seed that is planted the smallest seed see I don't know what you've got in your life I don't know what what gifts you have or what gifts you don't think you have but I want to tell you this morning that whatever you have is enough even the smallest of all seeds grows to be significant even the most insignificant of gifts have great significance once growing. The, great, the good thing that I notice about, um, in, this, in this illustration about, about sowing is the fact that, that what you sow has to be released and then buried into the unknown. There's an element of we give what we have and we're not quite sure what may happen. <laughs> but that's the faith within our giving. Of our gifts. See, myself and my wife, we we turned up in this church uh, four or five years ago, and and we 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 came to a point after a little bit of time being here that 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 we were going to give ourselves 
to this place. We were going to give ourselves to God, and, and we decided that we would, we would sow what we had. So we gave to God the gifts that we had. We gave to God the skills that we had. We say, God, I, I don't know what, if it's much. I don't know what you can do with it, God, but, but you, uh, God, do whatever you can do. We released that into the unknown, which was stupid. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was great. But, but <laughs> a couple of years, couple of years later, um, myself and my wife were approached to, to become the youth pastors in this place. Yeah, come on. And, and, uh, and, and we both said no. <laughs> and, and then God came and he knocked on our door again. And, uh, and, and we said yes. And, and, uh, and it's something that we do with great joy now. But we, uh, we gave to God what we had. Come on, what, what, what could this, this kid from, from West Auckland, a tradesman who, uh, who didn't do well in school, who's, who, like I can, I can build stuff, I can ride a skateboard, I can surf good, and, uh, and, and I can stir my kids up. Like this, this, this is my skill set, God, do what you can do. Sorry, right, you're a youth pastor. <laughs> But come on, I encourage you this morning that, that whatever you have in your hand, release that into the kingdom of God. Sow that into the, to the field, into the unseen, and, and, and wait and see what it grows into. It grows into something of great significance in your life. The, the second thing, the second thing that I notice about this, this story, which I love, is, is that it talks about how how this, the, the mustard seed grows to this, the greatest of all plants in the garden. It stretches its branches wide and, 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 and the birds will nest in the, and seek shade in the branches. Man, I love this, this thing of, man, I can see that, that when I was in the backseat of that car and when I was going surfing with those guys, those guys were providing shelter for us and shade for us. They were providing a nest for us to grow, to, 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 to be stirred, to strengthen ourselves. A couple of things here that I, 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 I see about the nest. The nest is a shelter. The nest is a place that you feed and you get fed. The nest is the place where you get strengthened. But I think the greatest thing about the nest, the greatest thing about the nest is that it's a launching pad. The nest is a launching pad. Come on, we see these great images of, of birds uh, growing and being fed in the nest. And we see these great, these great images. I don't know if you've seen them on National Geographic or anything, but those little birds finally get enough strength and they stand on the edge of the nest and, and they launch and they spread their wings. Man, and so it is for us. And so it is for us. Those guys... Uh, who took me surfing for years, not only created a place of shelter for us, they fed us, they strengthened us, but then they set us free to spread our wings. And like I said, those, the people that were in the back seat of that car now are in ministry, are doing amazing things for the kingdom of God because we were disciples. Because we were set up, someone decided to sow their seed. Someone provided shelter for us, strengthened us, fed us. See, I believe that 
that all of us here are called to make disciples. Matthew 28. Jesus, he came and told his disciples that I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You might be saying, you might say to me this morning, Luke, I'm, I'm not a disciple maker. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not, I don't, I don't have what it takes. It's not true. It's not true. All of us in our worlds and our spheres have, have the potential to make great disciples. I my first of all, I'm called to disciple my family. I'm called to disciple my kids. I'm called to strengthen them, feed them, and set them free. I'm called to disciple my workplace. I'm called to disciple a, a bunch of young people from this church. Come on, each and every one of us have a world. You've got a family. Fathers, you've got kids that need discipling. Mothers, you've got these, these, these kids that need nurturing, feeding, especially teenagers, feeding, and setting free. Come on, our workplaces, our schools, our families. These are places that we are called to make disciples. We are called to sow what we have, release what we have. See that grow and provide shelter, a nesting place for those people in our worlds. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.